Hello, Rasa. How you doing? Never better. Great. Are you ready to know everything? I sure am. Learn me up. Okay, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about how to make yourself do things that you really don't want to do. Hmm. I need to know it. Tell me. Well, have you ever heard the phrase, paint yourself into a corner? Yeah, or back yourself into a corner. You kind of get stuck in a situation you don't want to be in, but there you are. You're stuck. There's no way out but to do it. Exactly. And usually, people say that in a bad way. Welp, now you've just painted yourself into a corner. But I think everyone at some point should paint themselves into a corner. All right, I'm backed in, but why? Well, let's take an example. A couple weeks ago, we just finished recording an episode of You Must Know Everything, and it was my turn to end it. But I didn't want to. So you know what I did? What? I edited it anyway. I backed myself in the corner. We'd already made the episode. I'd already said I wanted to. I had to do it. And that was a good thing. Hmm. So the corner's the tricky part of a project that you don't want to do. But the backing yourself in is putting yourself in a position where you have to finish. Yeah. And then you'll be happy and proud that you did. Are there other examples of good corners you back yourself into in life? Yeah. I'm starting a new school this year. And that's pretty hard. But I know it will be better in the long run. So I said, okay, at the beginning, even though I was scared. And though it's hard now, I backed myself into a corner or signed up. There's no escape. When you put it that way, it reminds me of classes I've taken from yoga to surfing, where it was a big leap for me for an hour or a week. But at the same time, I had to see it through, at least to the end of that class or activity or this adventure in progress that is life itself. Well, well done, Dad. There's no one I'd rather back myself into a corner with than you. Are you ready for today's poem? Please, please, please. Okay. It's called Don't Go Into the Library by Alberto Rios. The library is dangerous. Don't go in. If you do, you know what will happen. It's like a pet store or a bakery. Every single time you come out of there, holding something in your arms. Those novels with their big eyes, and those nonsense, all-muscle greyhounds and dollarmans, all non-fiction business, cuddly when they're young. But then the first page is turned, the donut scent of it all. Knowledge, the aroma of coffee being made. In all those books, Something for everyone. The deli offerings 
of civilization itself. The library is the book of books. It's concrete and wood and glass covers, keeping within them the very big, very long story of everything. The library is dangerous, full of answers. If you go inside, you may not come out the same person who went in. I laughed so much at that poem as you were reading it. The cuddly, big-eyed books. May I read it too? Yes. Don't Go Into the Library by Alberto Rios. The library is dangerous. Don't go in. If you do, you know what will happen. It's like a pet store or a bakery. Every single time you'll come out of there holding something in your arms. Those novels with their big eyes and those no-nonsense, all-muscle greyhounds and Dobermans, all nonfiction and business. Cuddly when they're young, but then the first page is turned. The donut scent of it all. Knowledge. The aroma of coffee being made in all those books. Something for everyone. The deli offerings of civilization itself. The library is the book of books. It's concrete and wood and glass covers keeping within them the very big, very long story of everything. The library is dangerous, full of answers. If you go inside, you may not come out the same person who went in. <laughs> I love that poem because it had so many analogies. They're saying books are like dogs, and there's no-nonsense greyhounds, all business and nonfiction, and big-eyed novel, and they're cute when they're young. Then the first page is turned, and the library is the sandwich of civilization. The deli of civilization, sure. And I love the donuts and the coffee. He couldn't decide. He said, it's not just a pet store. It's a donut shop, too, or a deli. It's all this joy and fat and fun and sprinkles on top and trouble. Now, this poem uses something I'd call irony. Irony in the sense of saying one thing but meaning the opposite. What is he saying and what is he really meaning in this poem? Well, he's saying, don't go into the library. But he's saying don't go into the library in the same way that adults sometimes say, don't you laugh, don't you dare laugh, to try to get you to laugh. He's talking about how you shouldn't go into the library because it's so fun, knowledgeable, and cool. Do you think if there's kids skeptical of the library, this will make them see it in a new way? I've never met a kid that doesn't like either a library, a donut, or a pet store. And what about you? You're a kid who already does like libraries. Does this make them even more attractive or does this scare you away because it seems too silly now? No, it makes it even more attractive. As much as I love books already, dogs, donuts, and danger make a good thing even better. 
last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. This is a vexing question from you that you asked me, and I've decided to make you answer it for all of us. Are French fries really from France? Ooh, great question. I'm getting out my salt, ketchup, and smarts, and I'll get back to you and me soon. And I have the answer to your vexing question. No one really knows where french fries came from, but there are lots of theories. Belgium claims that french fries originated in Belgium because traditional meals consisted of fried fish. In the winter, when there's no fish, the hungry villagers turned to potatoes. Since French is the most common language spoken in Belgium, they were deemed French fries. Belgium is also home to the world's only French fry museum and has more French fry vendors per person than anywhere else. Though French fries are popular everywhere, the way different countries eat them can range drastically, from Americans' ketchup to Brits eating it with vinegar to soy sauce or green curry in Japan. Yeah, I think in France and Belgium, they have them with mayonnaise, too. Whatever I dip them with, it's love at first bite. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 100 previous episodes our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.